I feel blessed as ever been. I'm the best I've ever been. So if they ask you how I feel, what's up? I'ma tell you I feel amazing. I feel blessed as ever been. I'm the best. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Bearing Down the Gridiron. Right here from the Playmakers Bar in collaboration with Arch Rivers Football. Shout out to my man, the master of mayhem, Ricky Lee Licorice. Thank y'all for tuning in. You caught me last week. You already knew what last week was about. I previewed the ACC in the Big Ten. This week is all about the 12s, okay? We're talking Big 12. We're talking Pac-12 today. We're going to preview that. We're going to get my picks with both, both of those conference today on this show. But, but, y'all know, if y'all pay attention to Bearing Down the Gridiron, you know I got to do something first, and you know I got to run the two-minute drill. And to start off the two-minute drill, Iowa State's running back, Jair Brock leaves team after gambling charge. So it says here that the Iowa State running back was charged in the state investigation into legal sports wagering by not only ISU players, but also Iowa athletics. He decided to lead a program. The school um, confirmed this on Monday, back on Monday, the uh, 21st of, of this month. Brought the Cyclones leader versus from last season was um, on five rejected football starters since August 1st to be charged with tampering with records for allegedly attempting to disguise his identity on a mobile sports betting account. Okay. It says here that the, uh, that the Cyclones running back from Quincy, Illinois placed 1,327 illegal wagers totaling over $12,000 between February of 2022 and February of 2023. That is a whole year. And this is according to a criminal complaint. The best were made on the account controlled by him, but registered under another name, the complaint said. Okay. Uh, Brock is accused of making bets on three Iowa State football games, two in which he played, and 13 Iowa State basketball games. Also being accused of this is defense alignment Isaiah Lee left the team last week. Quarterback Hunter Deckers, offensive lineman Jake Winsbury, and tight end Ja'Shawn Haiki. And all three of them were are still with the team at this point in time. It also says here a new charge for tampering with records were filed Friday against Iowa's men's basketball team student manager Evan Schuster. He is suspended of having he is suspected of having a FanDuel Sportbook account under the name Anthony Schuster, his father, and using it to place more than 2,000 bets totaling over 15,800. All right, we are seeing NFL players getting suspended for gambling. Now it's making its way to the college football round and the collegiate and the collegiate sports. 
Would y'all stop betting? It's that simple. Don't bet. Don't put no raises on nothing. You are an athlete. They will find you. It is that simple. They will find you and let you know what you are doing is wrong. So two Cyclones players have left the program while the other three are still there. Then a student manager for the Iowa Hawkeyes, the in-state rivals, was caught. Brooke, Brock's 12,000 over a year. 12,000 in one year. 12 grand. And you think they weren't going to find you? If they can find NFL players, be talking professional athletes there, they're going to find you? I mean, come on, man. I need, I need my athletes to thank you, okay? Just use your head. Use this up here. All right. You know, all right, we're going to move on to the main discussion of college football right now. Michigan self-imposed three-game ban for Jim Harbaugh. As you can see here, this was written by Adam Wittenberg of ESPN. It says here, Michigan State self-imposed three-game suspension for football coach Jim Harbaugh to begin the 2023 season. Stemming from alleged violations during the COVID-19 dead period, the university announced Monday. While the ongoing in the sense of quote, while the ongoing NCAA matter continues through the NCAA process, today's announcement is our way of addressing mistakes that our department has agreed to in a attempt to further that process. Athletic Director Ray Morton said in a statement, he continues to say, quote, we will continue to support Coach Harbaugh, his staff, and our outstanding student athletes per the NCAA guidelines, we cannot comment further until the matter is resolved. Close quote. Uh, the head coach Jim Harbaugh, in response, says today, and then the response said, I will continue to do what I always tell our players and my kids at home don't get bitter, get better. Close quote. So, the three games that Mr. Harbaugh will be suspended, and similarly, I don't even know why he's been suspended into it. What did he really do? I want to know what he really did, okay. That's what I want to know, okay? As I read through the article, I would I want to know what he really what what exactly he violated and how did he violate it? Because there are a lot of people saying different things out here in, on the web. I really want to know what Jim Harbaugh did to violate the rule. Now, for those of you who want to know what the rule is, let me go here. It says here, Michigan self self-imposed suspension of Harbaugh is designed to soften the potential ruling. From the NCAA, which likely won't come until 2024. So as I said, Harbaugh faces a level one violation, which would be for not cooperating with or misleading the NCAA investigators about the alleged violations. So he lied to people investigating. Okay. Now, if you now if you're gonna punish him for lying, then okay, then all this. Oh, you mean Jim Harbaugh? You shouldn't be lying to the people who are trying to figure out what, trying to figure out if you did anything wrong. Don't lie. You lie. If you lied, you should be suspended for you know three games. And so I'm not gonna be too harp on that. I mean, but you you don't, kids, kids. If there's one lesson you can learn from this, you don't lie. 
lying makes everything worse. You might not notice it, but lying makes everything worse. Don't listen to the sayings. What they don't know don't hurt them. Don't listen to that. That is a lie. That's a fabrication. Don't, don't listen to people when they say what they don't know won't hurt them. That is a fabrication. Don't go for it. Just letting you know. Okay? And with that suspension, Jim Harbaugh will be missing what? The opening against East Carolina on the second, UNLV on the ninth, and Bowling Green on the 16th. You know, the crazy thing is, all of them home games. Every last one of them are home games, and every last one of them, they should be blowing a, all three of them out. As you see here, the first game on the docket here is at 12 p.m. on the 2nd of September, and Michigan is favored by 36 points. And we ain't even hit September yet. And they are favored by 36 points. And Michigan still should go 3-0, okay? Michigan still should go 3-0 with no problems. We ain't even going to talk about it. Then when he comes back from three games, especially he has a home game against Rutgers. So the Michigan Wolverines have four straight home games to open up the season. They will literally be 4-1-0 before they have their first world game. And that's at Nebraska with Matt Rule in charge now. Before they go to Minnesota, which is one of the key games too. If you recall me doing last weekend when I talked about the Big Ten. Both of them world games are key games for me when it comes to Michigan. Because you don't know what Matt Rule's going to do with, with that uh, – Nebraska Cornhuskers, you don't know what you don't know what you in for for that one, and you know, roll the boat up in Minnesota ain't easy as well. Okay, then they get a home game with the Indiana Hoosiers on the 14th of October before they have their in-state rivalry with the Michigan start with the Michigan State Spartans out in East Lansing on the 21st of October, and then Purdue comes in to begin November. And of course, you have Penn State and Ohio State left on the schedule. Nevertheless, they should be fine. I'm not worrying about Michigan. Let Jim Harbaugh serve his three against Spence for lying. You don't lie, Jim Harbaugh. You're setting a bad example. Stop lying. Let him serve his three against Spence. And NCAA don't even worry about it. Let three, let it go. Let him go three and zero, four and zero, and then we, and then we'll go from there. All right. That is the two minute drill. We're gonna take a break. We're gonna take a break, and then when we come back. We're going to get back into our conference previewing beginning with the Big Ten. We'll be back. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Cowboys Talk. The Dallas Cowboys got exactly what they deserved. Let me say that one more time because you know it's true. The Dallas Cowboys got exactly what they deserved. Dak Prescott is overrated and he shouldn't be paid. Okay? And the same thing with Pollard. I mean, Pollard bro- breaking the tackles at that 57-yard touchdown run. I mean, we needed that beautiful. big time. 33 points in the fourth quarter. Let me say that again. 33 points in the fourth quarter. And that's off of four turnovers committed by the Colts. See, at one point, and the fact that at the end of the third quarter, it was 21-19, to and the final score was 54-19? to Now that, ladies and gentlemen, that is completely unexpected. Cowboy Sock is available on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. The Playmaker Spot is sponsored by Lids. Locker Rooms by Lids. Shop hats and official sports gear at Lids. 
Blitz, the leader and number one destination for hats, gears, and everything that moves you. Make it a perfect shop for fans to find official sports hats, merchandise, and gears. Represent your team, your town, and your style with a snap hat, adjustable, fitted hat, or beanie from thousands of college and professional teams. Browse the very latest jerseys and t-shirts for the best teams out there. Liz has officially licensed professional and college sports teams apparel and hats featuring the hottest brands and trends. Shop online or visit one of the hundred stores across the country. Lock them by Liz. LA Ram fans all over the nation, LA Ram fans all across the world. It took 21 years, but hey, the Rams are Super Bowl champions once again. Down at the Playmaker Silence here, longtime Ram fan and the host of the RLA Rams podcast called Ramley Talk. On Ramley Talk, I tell you how it is the good, the bad, the indifferent. Coming with straight facts, with war emotion, and authentic viewpoint on the Los Angeles Rams. Don't matter what era you grew up in, it could be the fifth and fourth era, the greatest show on turf era, and of course, the Super Bowl 56 champions that are currently the Rams. You can listen to Ramley Talk on all streaming platforms including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. So, Alright ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Welcome back to Bearing Down a Great Iron with the Playmaker here. As y'all can see, football season is around the corner. So yes, my man Alex Dockers out with Cowboys Talk. If you're a Dallas Cowboy fan or you can't stand the Cowboys, listen to Cowboys Talk because Alex the Bear Man tells it like it is. He's just like me when it comes to my Rams and Ramley Talk. I tell it exactly how it is. Um, with Ramley Talk this week, I'll be going over weeks 11 through 14 of the Rams schedule. I already did the first nine. I'll be going over the, the next four for the Rams on Ramley Talk on Thursday, so look out for that. Now that we're back, as you can see here, those who are watching on YouTube, thank you. Subscribe, hit that like button. Let's get those up. Let me know how you're feeling about this. We are going to talk Big 12, ladies and gentlemen, and talking a bit tough. But changes are happening in the Big 12. It's similar to what I did last week when I did the ACC in the Big 10. But we're doing the Big 12 on this one. So let's get right into it, shall we? The Kansas State Wildcats are your reigning defending Big 12 champions. The first time they have won it in over a decade. So the last time they won it was back in 2012 when they shoved it with the Oklahoma Sooners. They outlasted TCU up in Jerry's World for the Big 12 championship after TCU had a comeback victory over them at home in Fort Worth, Texas. Then they met again down in Arlington, Texas, where TCU made another comeback, but Kansas State did not let the lead go in that one, beating them, beating them in overtime. So congratulations to Kansas State. Now they're looking to defend their title. Nevertheless, even though TCU lost in overtime to Kansas State in the Big 12 championship game, they still made the college football playoffs. The first time outside of Oklahoma, a Big 12 team made the college football playoffs. And they put a beating on Michigan, ladies and gentlemen. They put a beating on Michigan. I don't remember the score off the top of my head, but then they suffered a beating of their own to the Georgia Bulldogs for the national championship game. And now all of us remember that. We all remember what happened. 
when they faced off with Georgia. But when they played Michigan, they gave Michigan everything they can handle, and Michigan had no answers. So it's good to see. It's good to see here. We have some conference realignment that had taken place. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the official first season that UCF, Houston, BYU, and Cincinnati are officially a part of the Big 12 Conference. Ladies and gentlemen, Oklahoma and Texas is still with the Big 12. This is their final year within the Big 12 as they will be moving to the SEC after season's end. That will be somewhere in uh, July, I think. I think when July 2024 gets here, all the realignments will be happening. Speaking of realignment happening in 2024, OU and Texas is out. Insert Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah from the Pac-12. Back on August 4th, it was announced that these four schools will be leaving the Pac-12 and joining the Big 12. So it all started back in July. I believe July 27th when Colorado announced that they, were, announced that, they was going back to the Big 12. They're going back home by the way, okay? So a lot of people were mad at Colorado to leaving the Pac-12 to go, go to the Big, Big 12. Remember, they started out with the Big 12 when it was the Big 8. So if you want to get mad at Colorado for going home, be mad. But out of the blue, like two weeks later, because there was rumors about Arizona State and Utah leaving, but somehow nobody knew that Arizona was in the Big 12. That came out of nowhere. Arizona jump ship, then it made sense of why Arizona State and Utah wanted to jump ship. And then you have it, okay? But I'll get into more of the Pac-12 schools when I get to the Pac-12 in our next segment. But this is where we are right here. Uh, give you some numbers from last season. Kansas State, they were 10-4 overall, 7-12 in the Big 12 last year. TCU was 13-2 overall in the regular season with their two losses coming into Kansas State in the Big 12 Championship and Georgia in the National Championship. They were undefeated in the Big 12 season at 9-0. Finishing third was the Texas Longhorns with 8-5 overall and 6-3 in conference. So that was your top three, followed by Texas Tech and Oklahoma State rounding out the top five, all right? Now, not a lot of changes have taken place outside of realignment stuff like that, but media did make themselves known. The Texas Longhorns are the media preseason's favorite to win the Big 12. They saying Texas is leaving out the Big 12 as champions. Followed by the ring defending champions, Kansas State coming in second. Third is the Oklahoma Sooners. Fourth, fourth by the Texas Tech Red Raiders. The uh, favorites from last year, who went 9-0 in conference play, the TCU Hornfront, who made it to the National Championship game, they are fifth in this one. Followed by Baylor, Oklahoma State. The first new school in here is the UCF Knights. They come in at eight, followed by Kansas, Iowa State, then BYU, Houston, Cincinnati, and West Virginia finishing out the 14th slot. Now, so you see here, we have Texas, Kansas State, Oklahoma, Texas Tech, and TCU. These are the five schools we're going to look at. Or oh, that's the key games, because let's see if the media has a, has a legit reason for picking Texas here, okay? Let's start off with the defending champions, the Kansas State Wildcats. They opened up the season, ladies and gentlemen. They opened up the season. They first key game, I won't say that. Let me rephrase that. They first key game of the season, ladies and gentlemen, is a road trip to Missouri, okay? They're going to rematch this from a year ago when Missouri went to Kansas State. Kansas State took care of business at home. 
up in Manhattan, Kansas. Now they have to go to Columbia, Missouri to face the SEC foe of the Tigers, okay? That should be fun. Then they open up Big 12 play at home in Manhattan, Kansas against the UCF Knights. We should be an interesting game because we don't know what these four teams that are, that are new to the Big 12 are going to look like in their first year and their newcomers. So right out the gate, September 23rd, you get to see UCF at home. Then to open up the month of October for Kansas State, they go to Stillwater, Oklahoma to take on the Cowboys of Oklahoma State, followed by the week after they go to Lubbock, Texas to take on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, okay? They come home for two straight when you have TCU and Houston coming in. Then you start the month of November down in Austin, Texas to take on the Texas Longhorns, who are the favorite to win it. And then it's the end with Sunflower Rivalry when it is you and Kansas and Lawrence, Kansas, as the Jayhawks would be the home team. That is the key games for the Wildcats. Let's look at the runner-up and the team that made the college football players out of the Big 12, the TCU Horn Frogs, okay? TCU Horn Frogs, they have to open up the season. Bit new kickoff will be there because it is primetime Deion Sanders coaching debut at Colorado and is at Fort Worth, Texas against the TCU Horn Frogs. That's going to be interesting because everybody want to know. What does this new Colorado team look like now with prime time as the head coach? His son at the quarterback, okay? What does this team look like with some Jackson State players who transferred from there, who transferred from Jackson State to Colorado to join Coach Prime, okay? After you get a taste of Colorado first, then you go, your first key road game is at Houston, one of the new teams that joined the Big 12. So while Kansas State gives UCF at home to welcome them in, you got to welcome Houston by going to Houston. Which is gonna be interesting. Texas versus Texas matchup. You're going to Houston, Texas. I'm looking forward to that. And staying in the state of Texas, you come home for your for your arch rivals, the SMU Mustangs, okay? If you know about the Fort Worth Dallas rivalry, it is TCU and SMU. They will meet in Fort Worth, Texas this go around with TCU being the home team. Then your first home, your first test in October would be on the 14th when BYU comes rolling into Fort Worth, Texas. Before you got to go to Manhattan, Kansas to face off with the team that beat you in the Big 12 championship, which is the Kansas State Wildcats. November 2nd, you head to Lubbock, Texas to take on the Red Raiders of Texas Tech. Before you come home and you face off with the other Texas rival, the Texas Longhorns in Fort Worth, before you have to head to Norman, Oklahoma, to face off with the Oklahoma Sooners to end the season. That is the TCU Horn Frog. Let's look at the favorite. Let's look at the Texas Longhorn, shall we? The Texas Longhorn. November, no, September 9th, ladies and gentlemen. September 9th, the Texas Longhorns are taking a trip to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, to face off with the Alabama Crazy Tide. Hmm. Alabama went to Austin, Texas, and they came out victorious, okay? Now, Texas got to go to Alabama for a rematch. Good luck on that one. All right. Then your next key test is also a road game because you got to go to Waco, Texas to take on the Baylor Bears. All right. Then to begin the month of October, on October 7th, it is the Red River Shootdown, Shootout or the Red River Showdown, whichever you want to call it, with the Oklahoma Susans. And that will be taking place in Dallas, Texas at the Cotton Bowl. And then on the 21st, you get to face the first of the newcomers when you got to go to Houston. To take on the Houston Cougars. Then you come home to then you come home and face off with the BYU Cougars for the first time. Then obviously November 4th, a matchup at home with the Kansas Wildcats. Then a trip to TCU 
on the 11th of November before you finish out the season at home against the Red Raiders on November 24th. Oklahoma, what did their key games look like? Okay, first on the docket, September 9th, you play SMU at home in Norman, Oklahoma. But on the 23rd of September, you got to go to Cincinnati to take on the Bearcats. What a way to welcome that team into the Big 12 by you going to them first. Good luck on that. Obviously, October 7th, the Red River Showdown I just mentioned for about Texas, Oklahoma, Texas, we know that. But you get UCF at home on the 21st, which should be a good thing for, for the Oklahoma, Oklahoma Sooners. Okay. Then after that, you had the Lawrence, Oklahoma. I mean, you let you, yeah, you go to Lawrence, Kansas to face off with the Kansas Jayhawks. That is the 28th of October, the week after you host UCF. Then you have Bedlam to begin November. The final Bedlam, as we know it, will be taking place November 4th. This will be at Stillwater, Oklahoma, home of the Cowboys. So soon as Cowboys for the final time, as we know it, November 4th. Circle that on your calendar, gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. And then your next test is November 18th. We got to go to BYU. Get going to Utah to take on the BYU Cougars before you finish the season at home against TCU. And then we get to Texas Tech. And Texas Tech, they have a hell of a schedule. They have a road to get through, and it's not going to be easy because uh, September 9th, you have a home date with the Oregon Ducks. Good luck because the, them Ducks, they know how to travel. And they know how to play well on the road as Ohio State when they went to Columbus. Okay. And then on the 23rd, you take a trip to, you know, Morgantown. To take on the West Virginia Mountaineers. That is not an easy trip, ladies and gentlemen. I don't care that the media picked them last, okay? Anytime you got to take a trip to Morgantown, West Virginia, you better be on your P's and Q's, okay? I would not say that would be an easy game for Texas Tech. And then to close out the month of September, you face off with against Houston at home. You open up the month of October on the 7th at Baylor before you have Kansas State coming to Love it, Texas. Then you go on the road to face BYU, so you're going to Utah as well. Before you come home to begin the month of November against TCU, then you got to go to Lawrence to take on the Kansas Jayhawks. Before you welcome home the UCF Knights, before you go on the road to finish the season on the 24th of November at Texas, all right? So those are your top five teams that the media has picked. These are the key games that I see for these teams. And Texas Tech has the toughest road because you got to play Oregon. You got to go to West Virginia. You got to go to Baylor. You got Kansas State at home. You got to go to BYU. We got TCU at home. Okay. You got to go to Texas. It's going to be interesting to see how this final Big 12 will look like as it currently is with 14 teams with Texas and Oklahoma in here for the last time. Just to let you know. All right. Now, who do I have winning the Big 12? Yes, right, ladies and gentlemen. The team who has dominated the Big 12 over the course of this time, that would be the Oklahoma Sooners. How fitting would it be that everybody's looking at Texas? And, you know, Texas is on its way back, and Texas is there. They just got to get it together, and they will be there. And everybody's picking Texas to win it. Then you got TCU. I mean, then you got TCU, uh, like, fifth. You got Kansas State, who was the defending champions at second. But what is that team that's number three in the media poll that says for one final time, shoot y'all the double bird and say 
we own this conference, and we're going to leave owning this conference, okay? So I'm taking the Oklahoma Sooners for just for the pleasure, of just for them to say, y'all must have forgot, we own this conference. And guess what? We're going to remind y'all before we go to our new conference that we still own this conference. So I'm picking Oklahoma. Now, as y'all can see here, now that's my third team that I have picked. For those of you who didn't catch last week, I have the Clemson Tigers winning the ACC again, making it eight out of nine years that they have won it. I'm taking the Michigan Wolverines to go three-peat in the Big Ten. And now I'm taking the Oklahoma to lead the Big 12, say, remember who owns this conference, and that is the Oklahoma Sooners, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Woo, 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 man. That would be one hell of a way to go. I can't wait. All right. So with that being said, we're going to take another break here. Then when we come back, oh, we're going to talk Pac-12 because it needs to be talked about. We'll be back. The Playmakers Blog is sponsored by Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus. Mountains of entertainment. So much so much to stream. From shows and movies you can only catch here on Paramount Plus. Whether it be from CBS, BET, Comedy Central, Liquid Loading, and so much more. The new home of Showtime. Watch Showtime original series, movies, and sports when you sign up for Paramount Plus with Showtime. Catch exclusive originals from Paramount Plus such as Star Trek, Strange Wars, The Family Stallones, Halo, and so much more. You also can stream live sports like NFL on CBS, the UEFA Champions League, the Masters, and the SEC on CBS. Paramount Plus, you can stream up to three devices when you create an account. So Paramount Plus, plan starts at $5.99. If you hit that link below, you can get a free trial. Paramount Plus, Mountains of Entertainment. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Into the Net FC. Killing Mbappe just all of a sudden finally understood his role, and I think he finally understood that everything Killing Mbappe has accomplished already, you know, there is still a hell of a lot waiting for him in the future. Killing Mbappe is only 24 years old. He has accomplished so much, and you know what? Kylian Mbappe has not even reached his prime. Finally seeing, you know, the Marcus Rashford we have been hoping for for such a long time, you know. But, you know, this game, you know, after after everything Manchester United has been, you know, doing lately, you know, th this was actually the ultimate test, you know, to see if Manchester United, you know, all, honestly was all of a sudden for real. I, I explain this. The United States, maybe they have to suffer this loss as a lesson to learn to prepare for the future. Because four years from now, the World Cup is in not one, not two, but three countries. The United States of America, Canada, and Mexico. Into the Net FC is available on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Bearing Down the Gridiron here. That y'all can see here. Yes, we have some great deals going on. We have, you seen the Paramount Plus thing, you know. Man, Paramount Plus, you know, college football fans get ready because Paramount Plus and 
Bananas are official, our official licensed sponsors for us here at Bear Down Grant and the Playmakers of in general. Nevertheless, as you can see here, Paramount Plus, as you see the ticket at the bottom of your screen, get with Paramount Plus. You know, the SEC on CBS is something that you need to watch. Get also going to have Big Ten games on there and whatnot. So you want to get Paramount Plus. You want to shop at Fanatics, get your fishing license, everything with Fanatics, all right? Plans start at $5.99 for Paramount Plus. Links in the description, but you can get a free trial, as it says in that lovely ad. Anyway, so what you waiting on? Get it now. Now that we got that out the way, it's time to talk about the Pac-12, ladies and gentlemen. The Pac-12. The Pac-12. There's so much to get into in the Pac-12, all right? So let's jump right into it. First and foremost. Your champions, the Utah Youth, ladies and gentlemen, are your Pac-12 champions. And not only they are your Pac-12 champions, they are back-to-back Pac-12 champions, ladies and gentlemen. They have won the Pac-12 the last two years. The, they saw their record. They was 10-4 overall on the season, 7-2 in the conference play. Uh, they beat the USC Trojans. They go back-to-back. USC finished the season 11-3 overall, 8-1 in conference play. Coming in third was the Washington Huskies with a record of 11 and 12, 7 and 2 in conference play. Then the Oregon Ducks, 10 and 3 on the year, 7 and 2 in conference play. Followed by coming in fifth is the Oregon State Beavers, 10 and 3 on the overall season, 6 and 3 as well. The same as the UCLA Bruins, who had a 10 and 3 conference record, but they was 9 and 4 overall. Okay. Now, when we previewed the Big Ten, we had some Pac-12 schools going there. When we just previewed the Big 12, we had some Pac-12 schools going over there. So let's just recap how the demise of the Pac-12 have taken place. So let's just say about two years ago, the L.A. schools have decided, you know what? We want to go to the Big Ten. So they made their announcement. There was some turmoil within the Pac-12. We do this and you do that, and all of a sudden it became okay. It is what it is. USC, UCLA are going to the Big Ten in 2024. So we know a year, year two in advance that the LA schools was heading to the pack for to the Big Ten from the Pac-12. Now, as I stated when we started talking about the Big 12, around July 27, Colorado said we want to move back to the Big 12 for next season. They left the, the Big 12 in, 2020, in 2010 to come to the Pac-12. And in those plus decade time with, within the Pac-12, Colorado didn't really do much. Matter of fact, I only think Colorado even won the Pac-12 championship. Let me do some research where I'm live on here. Uh, I don't think Colorado has ever won the Pac-12 if I'm thinking about it. I'm just looking. I just want to look. Have Colorado ever won the Pac-12? Nope. I don't see a Pac-12 title around uh, the Colorado Buffaloes. Because I'm looking at it. Nope. Uh, they won a Pac-12 South Division title. But I don't think they won a Pac-12 title. Nope. 
the last time the Colorado Buffaloes won a conference title, 2001, and when they was in the Big 12. So, no, they haven't done nothing since they've been in the Pac-12, so they're moving back to the Big 12. Okay, that's fine. And then that faithful Saturday of August, no, that faithful Friday of August 4th and August 5th, because SummerSlam was at that time, a whole bunch of news out of the Pac-12 was racing out. Before you knew it, Oregon and Washington made it known that they are leaving the Pac-12 to go to the Big Ten next season. And then following that, there were the rumors of Arizona State and Utah wants to go to the Big 12 and leave the Pac-12. And then what I said when we previewed the Big 12, Arizona came out of nowhere and was unanimously voted in to join the Big 12, then followed by unanimously voted in Arizona State and Utah to join the Big 12. So before you know it, you was already losing two schools, but that was years in advance, so you already knew you were going to be down to, to 10. And then before you know it, Colorado, Oregon, Washington, Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah, that's six teams, just decided to leave for the Big 12 and the, for the Big 12 and the Big 10. Out of nowhere. Just out of nowhere. So when you look at it, it's like, well, damn. What is going to happen with the Pac-12? And to answer that question is, who knows? Because they try to offer up Cal and Stanford to the ACC, and the ACC says no. They'll post them in talks with them out the West, so join it together, and the Mountain West said no. So as of right now, at the end of the 2023 sports calendar year, which is in July, July 24th, the Pac-12 will be down to four teams. Washington State, Oregon State, Cal, and Stanford. Now, let's go into the final year of the Pac-12, shall we? USC is the favorite to win the Pac-12, followed by Washington. The two-time defending champs are third in Utah, followed by Oregon. And Oregon State with UCLA running out the first half at number six. So let's take a look at those 16, shall we? Let's begin with the two-time defending Pac-12 champions, the Utah Utes. They open up their season next Thursday, ladies and gentlemen, at home against my Florida Gators, all right? You took a trip down to the swamp last year. You got Gator baited after Anthony Richardson refused to go down the two-month conversion and made things happen. You lost in the swamp. Now you won't pay back. We come to you. We shall see. Y'all are ranked. We are not. It is what it is. This must happen last year. Y'all was ranked. We wasn't. You came to the swamp. You took an L. Maybe the same thing happens again. Y'all ranked. We're not ranked. We're going there. We give you another L. We shall see. But, yeah, yeah. I'll talk about that next week, okay? Then after that, September 9th, you go to Baylor. Out the gate, Utah is playing a SEC school, and they playing a Big 12 school out the gate, okay? It's going to be interesting to see how those two games work out for the Utah Utes, especially when you're talking about being defending Pac-12 champions in back-to-back years. Then you open up your Pac-12 schedule on the 23rd of September when you face the UCLA Bruins at home. Then you take a trip on the 29th of September to Oregon State. Then on the 21st of October, you go 
to take on the USC Trojans. You have a home game on the 28th of October with the Oregon Ducks before you head to Washington on the 11th and finish it out against Coach Prime at home against the Buffaloes. That is Utah. Let's look at Washington. Washington, they open up their season on the 2nd of September against the Boise State Broncos. Okay. That should be an interesting game. It's in Washington. It's in Seattle. So it should be a, a home a home field event for Washington. But it is Boise State, okay? So let's not sleep on them. After you play Boise State, okay, on the 16th of September, you take the trip, the long trip from Seattle, Washington, all the way to East Lansing, Michigan, to face off with the Michigan State Spartans. And they won't revenge for after what y'all did to them up in Seattle last year. That should be fun. You open up your Pat 12 schedule on the 20 on the 14th of October when you face the Oregon Ducks. Then on November 4th, you go to LA to take on the USC Trojans. Obviously, you got your home date on the 11th with the Utah Utes in November. You go to uh, Oregon State on the 18th of November before you finish it off with the Apple Cup. It might be the final Apple Cup as we know it against Washington State at home in Seattle. That is that for the Washington Huskies. Let's go to the favorites, the USC Trojans, okay? The USC Trojans, their first big test comes at late September, September 30th, when they got to go to Boulder, Colorado, to take on Coach Prime and the Colorado Buffaloes, okay? Then their next test is October 14th, when they go to South Bend to take on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Rivalry game, anything happening, especially at South Bend, okay? Then you got, and then you you get back into your Pat Tuss scheduling on the twenty first when you have to face off with the Utah Utes at home. You have Washington at home to kick off November. You go to Eugene, Oregon on the eleventh of November to take on the Oregon Ducks, and of course the battle for LA, which will be at the Coliseum this year, when the UCLA Bruins come there to take on the Trojans. All right, that is the Trojans slate key slate. Let's look at the Oregon Ducks key slate, okay? The Oregon Ducks key slate, they got to go to Lubbock, Texas on the 9th of September to take on the Texas Red Raiders. That should be an interesting world game for them. Pat 12, Big 12 matchup. Then you get your first Pat 12 matchup when you host, ladies and gentlemen, Colorado and Coach Prime. You go to Seattle to take on Washington. You won't pay back for that because they took you down. That's the reason why you didn't make the Pac-12 championship because you lost to Washington. Then you go, you go to Washington. Then you go to Utah on the 28th of October. That's not a good – that's a tricky game for the Oregon Ducks. That's two tricky games for them at Washington and at Utah. You host the, US, the USC Trojans. Then you host – what was known as the Civil War is no longer known as the Civil War. I don't know what it is now, but it's the Oregon Classic, I think, between Oregon and Oregon State now. But you host them to finish out the season on November 24th, all right? Speaking of Oregon State, let's go to their schedule, okay? September 16th, the home matchup with the San Diego State Aztecs. Tricky game, Mountain West team, likely beat up on Pac-12 team. Can Oregon State not fall victim to another Mountain West team, we shall see, but it's at home in Corvallis. You go, you head to Washington State. You have a home date with the Utah U's on the 29th of September. October 14th, you have a home date with the UCLA Bruins. 
And to begin the month of November, November 4th, you go to Boulder to take on Coach Prime and the Colorado Buffaloes. You have Washington at home on the 18th of November. And, of course, the uh, Oregon Classic, as I'm going to call it, on the 24th of November against Oregon and Eugene. And then that brings us to the other L.A. school, the UCLA Bruins. And they will be seeing the San Diego State Aztecs before the Oregon State. Before the Oregon State Beavers do, because the week before San Diego plays San Diego in Corvallis, the Aztecs got to go to LA to take on the Bruins. Then on the September 23rd, you take the trip to Utah to face off with the Utes. October 14th, you go to said Oregon State. You have Coach Prime at home on the 28th of October. You go to Arizona on November 4th. Normally, that's the type of game I wouldn't put on as a key game, but it's at Arizona. It's probably the final time Arizona's going to get a crack at you. So I'm pretty sure they might put everything they got into it for one last bitter taste in UCLA's mouth. Before the all-LA battle at the Coliseum against the USC Trojans. So you have the key games. You see the six teams that the media has in order. Hey, with the USC being the ones they think coming out on top. For me, I'm going to Oregon. I'm going to Oregon. Just like Oklahoma, who's been dominating the Pac-12 as of lately. It's been the Oregon Ducks. Now Utah beat them the first time for the Pac-12 title. Then they beat USC for the Pac-12 title. So they all are not nothing to sneeze at, okay? You beat two of the top teams that have been known to beat in the Pac-12. You took care of Oregon first, and you came back the next year, and you took care of the UCLA you, kept, you took care of USC. I'm still picking Oregon, all right? You know why? Because it's Oregon, man. Oregon just have a way of not being down for long. They just have a way for not being down for long. And I can't ignore that. So I'm rolling with the Ducks, okay? I am rolling with the Ducks. So that is my fourth team in fourth conference that I have previewed. As you can see here, Clemson, ACC, Michigan, Big 12. Oklahoma Big 12, and uh, did I say Big 12 for Michigan? Let me try it again. Clemson, ACC, Michigan Big 10, Oklahoma Big 12, and Oregon Pac-12. And that leaves one conference left, ladies and gentlemen. And on this one, we're going to take a very quick break because when we come back, actually, I ain't going to say a quick break. We're just going to take a break. And then when we come back, I'm going to get you ready for what we're going to get into. For next week, okay? We'll be right back. The Playmaker Spot is sponsored by Lids. Locker rooms by Lids. Shop hats and official sports gear at Lids. Lids, the leading and number one destination for hats, gears, and everything that moves you. Make it a perfect shop for fans to find official sports hats, merchandise, and gears. Represent your team, your town, and your style with a snap pad, adjustable, fitted hat, or beanie from thousands of college and professional teams. Browse the very latest jerseys and t-shirts for the best teams out there. Liz has officially licensed professional and college sports teams apparel and hats featuring the hottest brands and trends. Shop online or visit one of the hundred stores across the country. Lock them by Lids. 
And welcome back to Bearing Down and Gridiron, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, I think I played it early, but I played it again because I didn't give my shout-out to Liz. Liz is also another sponsor for Bearing Down and Gridiron and the Playmakers Ball, so we are happy to be partnered with Lit. so it's good to see that. And as we get ready to close out the show, we have one order of business left. Let's get you ready for next week because there's only one conference left to preview next week, and it's the best conference in college football. That is the South. Eastern Conference, known as the SEC. And with the SEC, you already know, Georgia, LSU, Alabama, maybe some Florida, maybe some Ole Miss, you know, maybe a Texas A&M. We don't know, but we know the main three, Georgia, Alabama, LSU, and we're going to see about my Gators, okay? But we're going to talk about that. We're going to give you the preview like I've been doing. We're going to round out the five previews, okay, of the conferences. Then after that, I got to give you my college football playoff predictions. I got to give you my four teams that I think is going to make the college football playoffs. And you might be surprised with who I choose, okay? I'm just going to let you. You might be surprised who I choose. You might be, all right? Even though I'm an SEC guy, you might be surprised who I choose. That's my four teams, okay? And then after that, you know, uh, it will be week one. Other college football season here, that means the games count for real, okay? By the way, speaking of games count, week zero is this week, ladies and gentlemen. So if you have time, you know, and you want to catch some college football games, because these games, week zero does count on the seasons, on the schedule, okay? I just want you know, uh, I do believe Vanderbilt will be playing against, uh, Vanderbilt will be hosting Hawaii this week, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, let me get to the schedule real quick so I can let you know. So you have Hawaii traveling to Vanderbilt um, this Saturday, August 26th. That's on S that's on the SEC network at 7.30. Uh, 2.30, earlier in the day, 2.30 on Saturday on NBC, you have the you have Navy right going against 13 ranked Notre Dame. That is out in uh, Ireland, if I remember correctly. Dublin, Ireland. That game is taking place over there. So there's some games for you to watch. Um, ESPN will be showing UMass versus New Mexico State. Uh, Ohio and San Diego State get together on FS1. Uh, the is ranked USC Chosen will be hosting San Jose State on the Pat Tuff Network. So if you want to get your juices flowing a little bit more to get you ready for week one, you got some games this week to look at, okay? But next week, after we pre friends and previewing the SEC, is getting ready for week one. And then Look at week one. You have the big new kickoff being in Fort Worth, Texas, as they will be getting ready for coaches, Coach Prime's debut in the big leagues of the college football round as they take the trip to Wake Forest. Not Wake Forest, the Wake the Fort Worth, Texas, to take on the TCU Horn Frost. And then college game day, ladies and gentlemen, will be in Charlotte, North Carolina. You know why? Because it is the battle of the Carolinas when North Carolina and South Carolina meet at Bank of American Field, okay? So, next week, get ready. Get your popcorn ready. Get your people here. Get your friends here. Subscribe to the podcast because it's going down next week. It's for real. And it's all about the SEC to begin the first part of the show. So, that's going to be on next week for the show. Like I said, subscribe to the podcast. Thank you for watching me today. Get ready because next week is going to be fun. Oh, and by the way, I'll be debuting something for the fans here. And let me see if I can get a quick picture of it real quick, if you don't mind. Because I want y'all to be ready for this. Because when I put this up, I want y'all to know it is on. 
I'm not playing games. I have a way for the fans to interact or get their voices heard to the playmaker. I'm looking at the fans too. So I want y'all to see this, okay? Let me find it real quick before we get out of here because I want y'all to see it. Because this is what I'm doing for y'all. To get y'all active, get y'all to see this. I want y'all to see this here, okay? Let me do this real quick because here's a way for the fans to get their stuff heard. So you need to follow. You need to follow us on Facebook, okay? You need to follow us on Facebook because guess what? When we put this up, it's on. The extra point van folk. So what is the extra point van folk? Playmaker is what it is. So each week, all right, each week, I will be, each week I will be picking six games, my original six games that I'm choosing from, that I'm going to preview and pick. The fan voting is, y'all will get to pick the extra game, which will be the seven points or the seven game I'm picking for me to pick. And that will be included into my standings, okay? So, I want to, I'm thinking around about either Friday or Saturday, excuse me, I'll be putting the poll up and having the poll close around about Monday, Tuesday, somewhere along those lines. And whatever game gets the most votes will be the extra game that I'm picking away from the normal six that I'm doing, from the bearing down six that we did last year. I'm doing an extra point to make it a complete seven, okay? And the fans get to vote the game that I have to pick. I'm just putting that out there, okay? So the games that I look at and the games I can't get to, y'all get to pick the games that I have to pick, all right? So that's what I'm looking at. And I believe y'all going to like it. So with that being said, I am the playmaker here. Thank you for tuning in to Bearing Down the Grid Now. I'll be seeing y'all next week to get you ready for week one of the college football season after I preview the SEC, all right? So y'all be good. Y'all have fun. I will see y'all next week. You just experienced Bearing Down and Gridiron, hosted by Donnell the Playmaker Silence, in collaboration with Art Brothers Football. Bearing Down and Gridiron is sponsored by Liz Fanatics and Paramount Plus. If you enjoyed today's show and would like to make a donation, you can donate via Cash App at dollar sign D Playmakers at dollar sign D Playmakers. Remember, Bearing Down and Gridiron is available on all podcast directories, including. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. And for Apple Podcasts lovers, leave us a rate review. Let us know what you enjoy about today's episode that you're listening to. Tune in again next time for more Bearing Down the Gridiron.